welcome to Your Career Podcast. If you're looking for inspiration in your career or job search, you're at the right place. I'm Jane Jackson, your career management coach and author of Navigating Career Crossroads. For more career advice and support, go to janejacksoncoach.com and find all you need to create the career of your dreams. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. Well, hello and welcome back to my careers podcast where I interview fascinating professionals who have made amazing career changes. Now, what I'm very happy about today is I'm welcoming back to the show Colin Gray, whom I interviewed several months ago all about his career journey and how he got into podcasting. But today we've got Colin back to tell us how we can get into podcasting as well. So as a brief intro, Colin is a podcaster, a writer, and a doctor of online education. Throughout that, he's been teaching podcasting skills since 2007 and loving every minute of it. In 2010, he founded The Podcast Host. And since then, he's worked with businesses to promote through broadcast and with universities to teach via podcasting. The Podcast Host runs a range of online courses designed to help fledgling podcasters get started and keep learning as they go. These days, Colin writes regularly on podcasting and content marketing, and he produces five podcasts along with his team at The Podcast Host. The topics include mountain biking, podcasting, of course, audio drama, subversive leadership, and starting a business. Podcraft is the flagship, a season-based show which tackles podcasting topics head-on over a series of shows looking to create a definitive guide each time. Colin's also an experienced speaker both in new media and in the academic world, and most recently he was a main track speaker at New Media Europe and spoke at the podcast movement in Texas, USA. So, with all of those amazing credentials behind him, let's welcome Colin onto the show. So, welcome. Welcome back, Colin. Hey, Jane. How are you getting on? I'm getting on really well and very happy to have you back. So how about just to kick us off uh, and before we get into how to podcast, um, can you tell us how you actually got into podcasting yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I can't remember how much we covered the last time. I'll do the brief history, uh, mm. which was basically that um, I, I started off in education, really. Well, I was a web designer originally, but then ended up teaching web design in education. I moved over to technology-enhanced learning. So I was teaching lecturers how to teach effectively using the internet, I guess. That's the, the sort of easy way to say it. And really, one of those ways was podcasting. So I was I was tasked to learn this new fancy technique, which was called podcasting, um, and how it could be used to teach 
teach students. And really that took me down the whole path of learning about the equipment, the presentation skills, the you know content creation, everything about podcasting, which um, once I came out of education, I kept doing it and really started working with a lot of people around how to set up their own shows. Uh, so these days, yeah, we, we run the Podcast Host, which is a business that aims to help anyone start their own podcast, um, do courses or production, uh, and also, yeah, doing a few of our own shows as well, try to get some good content out there. Mm, okay, it sounds amazing. You know, the last time when we spoke, um, you had Podcraft and you were also doing the mountain biking podcast. But it yes. looks like you've, you've grown, the business has grown. You've got all of these other ones too, this audio drama, subversive leadership. What is that all about? <laughs> and also starting a business. Can you tell us a little bit about that before we go yeah. into how we can start podcasts ourselves? Yeah, sure. I mean, we're always trying to grow out our catalogue here and uh, create more shows, more examples of what we can do, as well as more examples of what everyone else can do, you know, try and inspire people and grow a better audience, I guess. So uh, in the last year or so, the company's really grown um, quite well, dramatically, I suppose, in a way. Uh, we've now got a couple of employees um, and... Uh, well, the so the subversive leadership one to take as an example, we're calling that a path of most resistance. And that's where we're uh, doing interviews with uh, entrepreneurs or artists or sports people or anyone that leads their field, essentially, anyone who's a leader in their field. And and the credentials are really that you have to be doing things a little bit differently, I suppose. You have to be thinking differently from the from the crowd, you know, jumping the rails and not quite doing it the same as everyone else always does it. So we're trying to draw out lessons really from people who have achieved success through different paths, um, through, you know, thinking a little bit differently and uh, and following their own path. So, yeah, that's that's the idea for that one. And really, yeah, the, the well, the UK business startup one's the other one, which is uh, a six-part series, which is really heavily produced. Um, storytelling type of show whereby we take people through the journey of starting a business in the UK. So it's uh, all of the things you have to think about in terms of designing your business, the financials, the planning, all that kind of stuff. Um, and while it's targeted at UK residents in terms of the particular structures that we have here, all of the planning and the marketing and all that applies anywhere in the world. So uh, I suppose anyone who could listen to it. <laughs> Oh, that sounds great. And so the the first one where you interview the leaders in their field who are doing something really exciting is called The Path of Most Resistance. That's the one, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's how I like that title. <laughs> and and how to start a business. It's called Startup? It's UK Business Startup. Ah, UK Business Startup. Ah, I'm going yeah. to have to listen to those. And audio <laughs> audio drama. What's the audio yeah, drama? Yeah, so that's one that's in planning. That's not actually it yet. Uh, so one of the the first guy that uh, started working with me here, Matthew McLean, is uh, he's has, he's got a background in audio drama. So we have been thinking about uh, creating an audio drama uh, ourselves, just as a showcase of you know the skills that are within the company. So that's still in planning, still thinking about stories, still uh, <clears throat> try to work out what we're going to do there. But yeah, hopefully that will be out uh, within this year, within 2016. Wow, that sounds really interesting. So it's going to be a lot of storytelling. Are you going to take on the BBC? With all of oh, yes, absolutely. Well. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, amazing. So you see, so this really is exciting because it shows how podcasting can just grow and your business just in the past few months, it's it's just flourished. So, I mean, it's just so exciting now because I notice more and more people are getting into podcasting and so many don't really know how to start. And certainly I didn't know how to start at the beginning. And I, I got inspired simply by listening to your podcasts. So, uh -huh. so how about let, let's have a few tips 
tips for people who are thinking about getting into podcasting? First of all, what are the most important things to consider before even getting into podcasting? I think the the biggest thing that people always miss out is the strategy of it is is actually planning out what you want to get out of it because podcasting is while it's easy enough to learn uh, there's a lot to it there's a lot of moving parts it does take a bit of time there's planning if you want to produce a a good quality show you do need to put a bit of resource into it both time and money Um, so really you need to make sure that you know what you're going to get out of it because that's the only thing that's going to keep you going during the hard times you know when you're struggling to get a um, struggling to get a topic for next week's show or struggling to organize your next interview if you know what you're going to get out of it really that's the that's the main thing so that's a big part of the planning process is figuring out a strategy and um, we're treating it a bit like a project like breaking it up into sections so saying the first 20 episodes this is what I'm going to try to achieve what I want to achieve is something as simple as I want to get 300 downloads per episode or I want to get uh, five bits of feedback from listeners or I want to get 10 new email signups per day from my uh, from the podcast you know to get them into my business as leads so it's that purpose it's making something quite quantifiable that um, really gives you that that aim and that motivation to keep going uh, when things are tough. Mm, I can imagine. I mean, it, it, it's so much the same as when you're setting up a business or starting your podcast as well. If you don't know what the end goal is, then you start to flail in the wind a little bit, don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and a lot of people just talk about it as brand awareness and that type of stuff. It's just a bit too. It's a bit too uh, vague. I think. Mm. I think you need to have quite a solid goal for your podcast, especially in the early days when the audience isn't quite there yet, and you need to. Yeah, you just need that motivation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually being able to keep going when when you run out of ideas at times. For for you, when you're when you're thinking about um, your strategy and also the episodes that you're going to have as time goes on, how far in advance do you plan your schedule? We do it differently for each show. Actually, uh, the UK business startup one we've planned well in advance because it's a, it's a pretty heavily produced one. It's it's only six episodes and no eight episodes in a series now actually, uh, and we'll be taking a break of at least a few months before creating the next one. So that's that's very well planned ahead of time. The path of most resistance, for example, that's actually not really planned at all. We just we just find interviewees who we think suitable for the show, try and get them a few weeks ahead. Um, at least of when we need them uh, and keep that going just along those kind of schedules. With PodCraft I do a season-based show there too but that's a bit less planned ahead I maybe go a couple of weeks ahead in terms of thinking about the topic and then starting to plan it out Um, and I tend to have that, I tend to record in the same week actually with PodCraft, I don't really follow the the best practices in terms of having a good buffer, Um, so if something if I had a really bad week or a really busy week I do sometimes miss a week, I'm not hugely um, strict with myself in terms of schedule with that one so i think that you can take different approaches and it depends what works for you really in terms of keeping it sustainable yeah what would you say is the the optimum number of podcasts that you should have a week or a month I think, I mean, the weekly one is the default. So that's, it works in with people's schedules. They kind of, you know, it, it, it goes to what people know because, you know, you have TV programs that come out once a week. You have, you know, radio shows that are on once a week, that type of thing. So it's, it's familiar to people to, to expect content on a weekly basis. Uh, and it also is quite, I think it's quite a realistic schedule to stick to as a producer as well. So it's not too onerous to spend, you know, an hour or two 
every week producing something new whereas if you went more often than that you know if you were trying to do two or three a week that would start to be a struggle it would start to eat into your working time i think if you go past uh, less than a week so if you go to a fortnight you're still doing i think people still listen to regular fortnightly shows it's not a bad schedule to go for uh, but a monthly show tends to be a little bit people kind of forget about you over the month it's a bit too long so weekly's good fortnightly is fine if you think that's all you can sustain so i think it depends which uh, what fits into your schedule yeah, I guess also it depends on availability of interviewees or also the, the topic that you're speaking on. There, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. You were saying that with the UK Business Startup podcast, you're going mm-hmm. to have eight episodes in a series. So you're going to have sure. a number of uh, a series of, of podcasts. And then yeah, for Podcraft, yeah. you do it in seasons. But the path of most resistance is going to be, you know, as and when you have um, podcast guests coming. So do you think, would it make a big difference whether you have like a series, a season or just ad hoc podcasts as they go? Yeah, I I suppose I'm using those terms interchangeably. So Mm. a series and a season, I I think of as the same thing. It's just, you know, the American version and the British version. So we we talk about a TV series. Mm. When's the new series coming out of of whatever show you watch? Mm. But then in the US, they talk about seasons. So it's when the new season's coming out. Mm. So actually, it's exactly the same thing. Uh, When I talk about a series or a season, I just mean the approach of um, following one topic, creating, you know, 10, 12, 15, 20 episodes about that topic and then finishing up that topic and then taking a break. So you actually take a month or two months off to plan your next topic and then come back and do another season or series of, of you know, 10, 15, 20 episodes. So it's really just that chunking, uh, I suppose. It's And it works for it works really well for people who teach. So if you teach a topic, you can say, right, I'm going to teach uh, how to use social media to market my business. And then you do an episode on each social media. And that's a season. You go through Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. That's a season for you. Um, or if you're entertainment, you can do a season saying like, um, uh, say it's a game show, a season on uh, games from our childhood. And you'll cover 10 to 15 games that you know you played when you were you were a child um and then you know it can work for all sorts of different areas but it works really well for teaching particularly because it's kind of how a course works isn't it you can design it as a course you go from the start of a subject to the end of a subject through the season so i think it works really well because it it lends itself to repurposing too because you can then use those seasons as resources either deliver them as you know a chunk of audio like an audiobook or you could transcribe it into an ebook or you could sell it as a product here's a full course of audio that i have on this subject uh, so it's it's really good for repurposing for having these evergreen bits of content that you can direct people towards yeah actually that that's wonderful repurposing is fantastic because then you can have it in in different um, media and some people like to listen some people like to read you you could even probably create videos with it as well so yeah, that, that's a good idea i think this must come from your lecturing background you know? <laughs> <laughs> well it's the instructional fun, fun design yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I started doing Podcraft on a season uh, basis because the very in, the initial version of Podcraft was to teach people how to release their first episode. So it was just really teaching lecturers how to podcast, but in a very simple way. And the aim was simply to create one episode of your podcast. So there was ten steps to that. It was ten ten minute episodes that was the course essentially. So when I decided I want to continue that 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 series, when I wanted to continue that podcast, make Podcraft longer than just that one series it made sense to just continue that format and just keep doing it in the form of courses Uh, so the second series for example was a course around how to use podcasting equipment 
So an episode on microphones, an episode on mixers, an episode on digital recorders and that, that now forms a really good resource for me to point people towards and say, you're asking about equipment, go and listen to season two of PodCraft and you'll learn all about it. Mm, that, that's amazing. And actually, I've listened to so many and I downloaded your your guide to podcasting, the how to podcast oh, guide. Um, everything you need to reach your audience. It's great. Yeah, so there's a good <laughs> plug for you there. So you mentioned you. equipment. Now, without equipment, we cannot podcast. Is it going to be really expensive for a newbie podcaster to get into it? And what what, what are the pitfalls to avoid? How How would you even get started with considering what you need? Yeah, so equipment's always a big, a big issue for people because it's it, it can be perceived as quite technical, quite complicated to, uh, to you know, get involved with, and expensive, of course, because you're looking at all these shiny microphones and things. But the best thing to do with equipment is to treat it as just a tool to get your content out there. It's nothing more, and you can get really good audio quality off really simple equipment. And actually, you can make it. I mean, the quality of your podcast depends far more on how you speak, your presentation skills, and how you design your your episodes. Whether you create them to be really engaging and teaching and and all that stuff. So your microphone really is just uh, you know you want the most basic thing you you require to get that content out into the world. Mm, okay, so so when you're Sorry, I was going to say, so when you're thinking about that, the, the easiest thing to do is just to get yourself a decent USB microphone because they can be a good quality mic, but actually they're so simple to use. You just plug them into your computer and you can go. Mm. You know, I started out with a, with a USB microphone, a bit like a headset, um, yeah. and then I wanted more and, you know, bright, shiny objects. <laughs> and now I use, and it's it's so exciting just looking at it, I love it, the Blue Yeti. <clears throat> The ah, yes, yes, is, indeed, is yes. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it looks like a, a broadcasting microphone and it's quite exciting yes. just having it sitting on my table. Um, but yeah, yeah. but I found that, I mean, that works really, really well. But my headset also worked pretty well too. It's just that the sound is a bit more sort of rounded and resonant when I'm using the, the Yeti itself. Yes. Yeah, yeah so, well... See that there's a there's a standard path. I think you start out with a USB headphone, uh, sorry, microphone or headset. Just spending you know twenty, thirty, forty pounds on that, and then once you know you're into podcasting, once you know it works for you, then you you know you get you get involved with the equipment. You really enjoy looking at the shiny things, the gadgets, and that's when you start to spend a bit more. And you're right, the quality does jump up a little bit. Um, so it does help you once you have a big audience, but I think you have to have that big audience to justify it in the first place. Mm. And then what else do you need? So you need a microphone and then you need something to record what you do. So would a computer recorder just be just good enough? Yeah, absolutely. So in that simple, simple setup, all you need is your USB mic plugged into a laptop or a computer of some sort, and that goes straight into software, something like Audacity. So Audacity is a free recording, a free audio editing package. Uh, you can download that online, just search for Audacity in Google and you'll find it. Uh, and that can record and allow you to edit out your mistakes, add music, that kind of stuff. So um, Audacity is a great, a great tool for, it's amazingly good for the fact that it costs <laughs> nothing. Mm. Oh, does it cost nothing? I don't use Audacity. I've got a Mac, so I just use GarageBand, which also ah, yep, costs, yep. costs me nothing, but so yep, easy indeed. to use as well. So, so you need your microphone, you need your computer, and you need the software for the editing. And yes, what, exactly. what's your process? Once you've um, recorded a podcast, what, what, mm -hmm. what do you do? What do you do with it next? 
Yeah, we take, so we record in the studio here, we've got a, an H5 digital recorder, which is what we record on. So there are some advantages of that. I mean, we, and this is talking about extra equipment that you can upgrade to. Once you've got the funds for it, if you get a digital recorder, it's just a bit more reliable. Uh, you know, it's designed to record audio, so it's not going to crash like a computer can. Uh, recording into software, every now and again, you'll get a crash and it is possible to lose your recording or interview, that kind of stuff. So in future, so basically for the maximum safety, we record into that recorder. We then take the SD card out of that recorder, stick it into the PC. Uh, we edit in uh, Adobe Audition here. So it's a paid application. Um, Audacity is actually very similar in terms of the tools it offers. It's just that Audition is much more slick. The user interface is much better. It's a bit quicker. You can set up workflows and it's got a few more um, fancy tools for helping your audio. So that's really good. We edit in there. Um, and basically we try to keep it for for the shows that aren't heavily produced like UK Business Startup. So for the interview shows, for example, we keep it as simple as possible. I mean, when we're at, when we're recording solo stuff here, I use a, a, a editing method just called the click method. So you just when you make a mistake, you just click your tongue a few times, just into the microphone, and it's really easy to spot that on the waveform. So you can actually just skim through an episode. Uh, you can see, oh, there must have been a mistake there. So I'll flick to there on the, the timeline. Uh, you know, you'll you'll take two or three minutes to find where it started, cut out that little bit of mistake, and then go on. And maybe there'll be you know. Th- four or five of those in a, a 20 or a 30 minute episode you'll cut them out and then basically we'll bring in our intro and our outro music put them in a start and the end then do a few different bits of processing like equalization like compression make sure the the volume levels are all okay for you know a standard volume levels and then export it and that's it and really you just publish it from there onto the website mm. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? So <laughs> if people want to publish it onto the website, it's got to be hosted, right? So what yes, do you recommend right. about hosting? For hosting, I would recommend most people actually to, I mean, if you're using it for a business, you want to probably put it onto your own website. So I'm assuming if you have a business, you'll have your own website and you can place your podcast on there, have that as the home of your podcast. You know, you can have a little section within your website. So say you're using WordPress, which is uh, really well designed for working with uh, podcasts. You can have a category within WordPress, which is your podcast category, and have all your episodes in there. You'll use a plugin, uh, something like maybe Blueberry PowerPress. That's a plugin that helps you to create the uh, what's called an RSS feed, which is how your podcast is delivered. That's all done automatically for you, though, so you don't need to know what a, an RSS feed is um but uh, from there essentially all you do is you create a blog post you write the text which summarizes what the show was about you know a few resources and you upload your audio to uh, the powerpress plugin and what you want to do there is to actually link it to media hosting so you don't want to host the audio files on your own website because the way they're delivered and the size of them and the bandwidth that's required, it can uh, it can quite easily get you banned from a standard shared host. Um, and also just the, the requirements for delivery and speed and everything is just it, to make sure you're given the best listener experience, you want to use a dedicated media host. And the one I use, for example, is Blueberry. So uh, Blueberry uh, do great hosting. You can sign up for a package there. And uh, that's essentially, you sign up for them, you can link that into your own website and that's the whole process. That's all sorted for you. 
make it sound so simple, so simple. And, oh, and actually, I, I know it actually is because I followed your instructions. <laughs> so it works really well. What about, I mean, okay. people are always saying, okay, you've got to get onto iTunes. Uh, so what's your opinion about getting onto iTunes or if people don't have iTunes, getting onto Stitcher Radio? I think iTunes is essential, pretty mm. much. I mean, 90% of the podcast listening audience out there uses iTunes as its catalogue for finding shows and subscribing to shows. The thing is, it's you don't even need to be... So, well, people who use Apple phones, so iPhones or iPads or Apple devices, they all have a podcast app uh, by default on their device these days. So Apple have put a podcast app on there. So uh, the vast amount, amount of people that use those phones, they'll have that podcast app. They'll go, oh, what's this? Click on it and they'll start to search for shows. So you need to be in that catalog because it's so easily available. But even outside of that, a lot of other directories, for example, a lot of the Android uh, podcast listening apps actually use the iTunes store catalog as their catalog as well. So they actually just draw from that catalog because they see that as quite a definitive list of all the podcasts that are out there in the world. So by listing on iTunes, you not only reach the vast amount of people that listen via iTunes itself or the podcast listening app on iOS, you also reach all of the other podcast listening apps that draw from that catalog. But then I would encourage getting on Stitcher as well. Stitcher is a good platform. Quite a lot of people use that. Um, it's It works with other devices such as Sonos speakers. A lot of the wireless speakers out there nowadays, they integrate with, uh, with Stitcher quite well. And there's a few other platforms as well that you can use. Um, sort of uh, tune in radio, for example, that get onto digital, get onto internet radio platforms. So there's a few different areas. But yeah, iTunes is definitely the first stop. Mm. And then once you've got your podcast hosted on your website and you've got it up on iTunes or Stitcher Radio and elsewhere, how would you promote your podcast? The first stop is always, and people always kind of roll their eyes at me here, but the first stop is always at your own audience. You have to start with the people that you know, because really the way to get ranked in iTunes to begin with and to start that sort of viral sharing effect is to have a little crowd of people that help you in the first place. It's very hard to get that started yourself without some funds to put into it. So I, and <laughs> I say people roll their eyes at me at that because it sounds obvious, but actually even I, I then go on to tell them, oh, okay, have you done this, this and this? And they go, oh, actually, no, I haven't. <laughs> so they've what they've done is they've told their audience by a couple of tweets or maybe one email or something like that. But they've just said, go and listen to the show. They haven't done the next steps that take it to sort of proper promotion level. So they haven't, for example, asked people to review the show, to rate the show, and asked in a really honest and transparent way by saying, I know you enjoy my content. I really appreciate you, you know, reading and listening on a regular basis. What would really help me back if you could just take a minute to do it is to go and just drop a review in iTunes on the show. It can make such a difference to how visible our show is. So just actually making that quite honest appeal to people to give you some help. And then the next step is to say, and <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, find one person you think would be interested in this and share it with them. Ask them to subscribe to it as well. And that makes a huge difference because the ratings and the reviews that start to get you up in the up the rankings in iTunes and then sharing it with somebody else obviously that starts to create that viral effect that you hope then pushes out further um, and you can you can take it further by offering incentives so you can say right on our launch month what we're going to do is everyone that 
leaves a review, I'm going to choose one review at random and I'm going to give you, uh, you know, the top five books that I recommend for growing your business or whatever is relevant to your topic. You can find a prize and you can run a bit of a competition around it and that can drive those reviews and ratings, which then help you in future too. So that's that's what I always say is that uh, as a great first step. Mm, that's that's fantastic advice. And so we've learned from you, Colin, the equipment that we need, what sort of all, uh, editing software we need, how to host. Um, ah, one thing that I haven't asked you is what about headphones? Do we need headphones? Yeah, well, it depends on your context. I mean, if you're just recording straight into a microphone just by yourself, just talking away as a solo show, then no, you don't really need headphones at all. As long as you've got a good set of speakers to listen back on, you need you need something essentially to listen to your show because you want to be able to um, edit it. <laughs> well, you, you need to be able to edit it. So you need to be able to listen back to edit out your mistakes. So uh, if you have a good set of speakers though, on your computer, then you can just do it through that. The one time you, the one reason you might need headphones is if you're going to be doing Skype interviews, for example. Uh, then you want to be able to speak through a microphone, but only hear your person on the other end through the headphones, so that it doesn't set up a feedback loop. Um, because if you play it through your speakers and then try and speak into your microphone via Skype, then that can set up a, a horrible feedback loop that creates sort of a horrible quality audio. So they're not necessary by any means, but uh, they can be a useful thing. Headphones. Mm, I know my my first few podcasts when I was interviewing people, um, I was just doing it via the computer microphone and oh my goodness, the sound was dreadful and I had really? to not, not even use them. And I thought, I think I think I need to buy some equipment. I can't, yes. can't just leap into this because it's fine if you do it just for yourself. But if you're actually going yeah. to be broadcasting it, then you definitely need to have the equipment. And so, and the thing is, is that I've noticed for me, you know, I'm really under your guidance with your, you know, how to podcast book that I've downloaded from your website and also having a look at um, everything on your website because you're so generous with the information that you share on your website um, with regard to equipment and what to look out for and the software and everything that I've learned so much. And so now I feel quite sophisticated. I'm getting there, Colin. Not perfect, <laughs> but definitely getting there. So, Colin, oh, I'm thank- sure you've, you've had plenty of practice so far. So I'm sure you're more than getting there, oh, far higher level I, than that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm absolutely addicted. I love interviewing people. I love talking about, well, careers is my topic, so I talk about careers, yes. but it's like yeah. you've created a beast. <laughs> so what about you, Colin? So what's going to happen? What What are the plans for the podcast host himself? Right now, I'm really just planning how to grow out the company. So to turn this into a, a, an agency that creates great audio, that helps other people create great audio and teaches people how to do it as much as possible. So at the moment, we're recruiting for somebody else. We're, look, we're taking on somebody new uh, next month and we're looking into options, how to automate a lot of things as well. So looking into software options, creating apps that will help podcasters in the future. Um, and like I said, we're talking about the audio drama podcast as well so just sort of branching out into different areas too uh, and really growing the podcast host out into i mean my my sort of big hairy goal is uh, to make the podcast host website the the most well-known the most the biggest resource for podcasting on the internet so that's my plan and i think i'm i'm moving towards that already so that'll be by the end of this year the podcast host will be far more visible i think and uh, we'll be moving towards that uh, that big goal. <laughs> Colin, it sounds like it's going to be changing its name to the Podcast Empire. 
<laughs> well, let's hope. <laughs> oh, it sounds great. I'm going to follow this with with great interest because um, it, it's it, it's getting to be so varied. Everything that you're offering and and it's all podcast. Obviously, it's through podcasting. But even with your mountain biking podcast, I remember when I interviewed you a few months ago. You were saying the mountain biking podcast was growing so fast because you found your niche market. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's good. it's all very well talking about podcasting, but we need to. I think it's good for us to have examples of shows that are not podcast related. So Podcraft is great; it teaches people how to podcast, but it doesn't reach different audiences. So I think it's good to be able to reach those wider audiences through the mountain bike podcast, the business podcasts, the the audio drama podcast, that kind of stuff. So yeah, need to branch out. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So we've got the UK Business Startup Podcast. We've got Podcraft. We've got yes, Path of Most Resistance. And yep. um, we've got your Mountain Biking pod- Podcast. What's the Mountain Biking Podcast called again? It's called Mountain Bikes Apart. Mount- Mountain Bikes Apart. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm going to have all of this in my show notes on my website, janejacksoncoach.com. So if anyone wants to find out more about Colin and the podcast host, um, I'll have all of the links there as well. So are there any final things in snippets of information and tips that you can leave us with? Um, I don't, I think we've given away the, the basics. I mean, mm. I, you, the last thing you want to do is load too much on people. But mm. there was one thing, actually, that um, I do have a course, so a little five email course, which takes people through those basics. So if you want a kind of revision of this, you want some written down information on what equipment to get, how to do that hosting, um, how to do a bit of editing as well, actually, how to use Audacity, then by all means, go and sign up for that email course. That'd be um, that'd be great. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to uh, uh, the domain colinpresents.com and you'll be able to uh, sign up for it there. Okay, fantastic. ColinPresents.com. I will put that on my show notes as well so people can go on there and learn all about podcasting. And I have to say, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Colin. Thank you so much for coming on the show again and, and sharing your wisdom and insights. And you know what? I'm going to have you back at the end of 2016 and you can tell me how the empire is growing. <laughs> That'd be great. So yeah, you can give me some accountability for my goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. And and um, hopefully I'll have lots of podcasts under my belt as well. And um, anyway, let's see how, how the, the podcasts grow. Thank you so much for your time. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. And thank you for, for keeping your what was it a Thursday morning? It's it's a Thursday evening here in Sydney and, and you're over in Scotland. So thank you so much for your time, Colin. No, it's been a pleasure to come on. Thanks very much. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. joining me today for affordable career help please check out my career success program i provide a unique blend of online and live career coaching to help you take control of every aspect of your career or career change if you aren't where where you want to be in your career let's talk check it out at thecareersacademy.online the links are in my show notes